Welcome, this is the Change Creator Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Change Creator Podcast Show. This is your host, Adam Forrest. Hope you had an amazing uh, New Year celebration, holiday break, spent time with family, all that good stuff. Uh, maybe a little time off to recoup and get ready for the 2020 year. Um, Amy and I want to kick it off this year uh, having our first conversation to talk about delegating for the year because, you know, we had a conversation about this before in our community, people were not necessarily as concerned about finding the right people. I mean, that's very important, but also are you delegating the right things at the right time? Um, are you doing more harm than good? Cause we've been down that road with change creator where we did bring on teams for PR and marketing and other things that we delegated and we made some big mistakes. And so, you know, we recouped since then, <laughs> thankfully. Um, and we want to share some of those experiences with you. Uh, so you can have a solid 2020 as you guys are trying to scale your impact businesses. Um, if you did miss our last episode, it was before the holidays here. It was with uh, Jesse, whose last name I will not try to pronounce because uh, it's a tough one. But we did talk about selling and tech and things like that. Um, and it's a really good one because he has a lot of sales experience. And so if you missed it, swing back through, you'll get some good sales nuggets out of that. Um, we've made some good updates on the website. We just put some uh, fresh content out there for you to check out. Um, there's a really great in, uh, feature story we put together with Prime roots. Uh, they just raised $4 million and they're in the superfood space. So we talk about climate change. We talk about healthy foods and that industry. Investors are chomping at the bit, guys, to get in on that space when it comes to vegan foods and, and that type of stuff. So you might want to check that out. Um, Last but not least, uh, don't forget to stop by Facebook. That's where we're hanging out a lot. So check us out on the Facebook page. Follow us. And if you want to take your conversation to the next level, talking about your business and learning about, you know, really making it profitable, um, well, that's where we want to stop. have you stop by our group. It is for the profitable digital impact entrepreneur. So you can check us out over there. All right, guys, I'm not going to hold you up any longer. We're going to dive right into this conversation uh, with Amy and I and kick this off. Okay, show me the heat. I know you're going to dig this. Hello, guys. <laughs> we are going to talk a little bit about uh, delegating today because, you know, when you're in the first several years of your business, you start thinking about, you know, where are my weaknesses? What do I delegate? So, you know, delegating for your business is important. But what if you're delegating the wrong things and you're actually hurting your startup? Um, so what would those things be and why? We want to get into some of that today. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And we're going to get into that. But first, I want to ask you guys, who loves watching Netflix? <laughs> I mean, I think everyone I think loves I Netflix, problem. right? <laughs> yeah, I love. I mean, I love Netflix. And there's a show that I've discovered recently. And it's called Million Pound Restaurant. It's a fun one. And the premise is these new restaurant owners get to pitch their business to investors, and then they get to open their own restaurants and see if they get the million pound investment, which is really exciting. And one of the things that restaurants do is what's called a soft launch. So they opening night, they have their new concept. Some of them have started like street vendors and then they go into their own restaurants. So it's their first chance to really sell to this bigger audience in this new location. And Imagine that you have this, you have started your own vegan sustainable restaurant. You really care about the environment. You are an amazing vegan chef. You make vegan food taste like amazing food that even meat eaters <laughs> would want to eat. And it's soft launch night, and there's so much on the line um, on a soft launch night. So 
instead of but instead of cooking your signature dishes and mingling with the crowd and working your dream, this is your night to shine. You hand the keys over to Gordon Ramsay. And you say to Gordon Ra- now Gordon Ramsay is an amazing chef and I'm sure he's a great <laughs> entrepreneur. Um, I'm sure he's, I mean, I know he's really great at running his restaurants, but he comes in with he doesn't take the time to get to know what you're doing. He looks out and he says, I think I'm going to make the steak a steak restaurant because he's like, I'm going to start to serve steak. So he goes in, he changes the menu, he changes the stuffing, he ch- does whatever he wants because he says, I'm going to make this a success. And so your vegan, your sustainable restaurant becomes the steakhouse and your customers that came in looking for um, the best vegan dishes are suddenly getting this menu with hunks of meat on it with steak on it because Gordon Ramsay is running your restaurant. But you've been told that you need to outsource this and Gordon Ramsay is the best. So then your soft launch is a disaster. People aren't really happy, even though he's an amazing chef. And then you get Gordon Ramsay's bill. So now not only are you broke, you're not selling the product that you wanted to, you're not selling your vision. And Gordon says, I've set you up for success and he leaves. So your business is like that restaurant is like you. A lot of us do this. We have this really strong vision for our company, for our brand. But when it comes to actually opening night, soft launch, trying to make the sales, time to get to know the customers, we hand the keys over to Gordon Ramsay because we think he can do it better. Yeah. But he can't always do it better. (laughs) Well, and it it may not be. It's the, you know, you have a certain intention behind that business, right? Like something that's meaningful to you. So if you are doing a vegan restaurant, you probably care about the environmental, um, you know, correlation to that kind of, you know, meat consumption, all that stuff. So, you know, that intention can change and nobody's going to have that passion and intention like like the founder does, right? Mm-hmm. And so for, you know, it's a great fun example with Gordon Ramsay <laughs> coming in and changing things up because his mindset would be, well, we're here to sell, make money and get it done. So we got to do what works, right? I, you know, he's not going to feel and appreciate the intention that you have, um, you know, when you're the, as the founder, right? It's just not the same. So handing the keys over at the wrong time to somebody like that, could really in reality like throw your business in a direction that you may not be happy with and, you know like we, we most of us have heard the advice i mean i would say anybody in the entrepreneurship space you know you know if you aren't good at certain things like we don't we all wear we're like a jack of all trades in the beginning we try to do everything and but at some point we got to start delegating the things that are our weaknesses right mm-hmm. and so you know you hear both sides of the story and the question becomes well what do you delegate and, you know, what if you hire somebody that is going to hurt your business more than actually helps your business? So that advice can be misleading for those reasons. And it can make you end up actually delegating the most important part of the business that really you need to own. OK, and we really want in, in business today more than ever with the way that the digital environment is evolving we really want to build authentic relationships with our audience. Mm -hmm. I mean, that trust is so important. Um, And it starts with the founder and the core team of like why they even started this business. And again, no one's going to be able to speak to those intentions, which really do differentiate your business the way you can, right? Mm -hmm. As as a founder. Um, I mean, you can consider somebody like Tom's 
And I think, you know, he started this with an intention of helping children that don't have shoes because there's so many issues that stem from that. And it was kind of like an overwhelming, you know, sensory overload for him when he came across this situation in Argentina. And you can imagine from the get go, him switching it up with someone, they go, you know, he actually a great point is like when I interviewed him, he was he told me as a response to my question, which was, what would you do differently if you started today, Tom's? And the one thing he said is I, you know, when I brought in the executive team, I would I would take a very different approach because what he learned is that people come with habits that may not serve the original intention of the business. Okay, not that they're bad people or, you know, they have malicious intentions themselves, but they have different beliefs, different habits of what it looks like success. So all of a sudden Mm -hmm. they start changing the business intentions, start changing the way things have to happen because they're going after a bottom line. It's kind of like you have this social impact business, but you're going to bring in like some on Wall Street character who's going to go. Right. And could you imagine if he had let that vision go or hadn't kept driving that vision throughout his. So even he's saying like. I might've hired my executive team differently, but even when he did hire people, he had such a strong vision for his company that he could keep pushing that. So that's when, when, you know, we would never imagine a Tom's without Blake, but it's because it's not because he's the face of the brand it's because he's the driving force of his sales, of his vision, of those intentions that he's always had for the company. That's a really good example. Yeah. And that's, what's going to earn a lot more trust is they're going to say, well, this is the guy that started it. This is why he started it. It also makes him different than other people. So, you know, he's not necessarily competing on price and all these other things. So same thing with Yvonne over at Patagonia, amazing product. Their intention, it just threaded throughout everything they do. They do additional programs. They do charities. Every piece of clothing is, you know, with intention for the environment and all this stuff. So, you know, he is that driving force and he is he is the face of his brand as well. Um, You know, so staying true to that intention is really important. And we don't want to delegate it to somebody that might start shifting us away from that. And it might happen slowly, too. It might not be a dramatic thing. And then all of a sudden, a year or two goes by and you look back and say, holy crap, like, where is this gone? You know, like, what are we doing? So true. And as business owners, we are the one like we have to not only, you know, work on our the passionate part of our business and things that we love doing our business, but we have to run our business, too. Yeah. And we have to be we have to be the driving force of our sales, of our marketing. It's just, you can, you can't, you can't pick and choose. You have to do both exactly. to be success. You really do. I agree. And in the earlier years, and listen, I've done over, I don't know, 100, 200, 150, <laughs> 200 interviews. And I asked, I started asking this question of you. I'm like, you know, you need to be like the sales of your business is what gives you control options, the ability to be a, a contributor in life, you know, to do good things. Like this mm-hmm. is, you need that money to do these things. And you need to actually, this is so important to the business. You don't want to just delegate that out of the gate. Like you need to become the number one salesperson for your business. And that means means learning and talking to who your customers like learning who they are by talking to them intimately learning like can you get Mm -hmm. on the phone and actually sell a product right I mean if Mm -hmm. you can't do that you know you're going to struggle digitally especially when you want to go at scale Um, you know so these things are really important to consider and you've got to build that strong foundation now that's not to say that we never delegate there's a time right you can do the wrong things at the at the uh at the right time or the right things at the wrong time. And so, you know, if you don't 
become the number one salesperson, there's a couple of things that come to mind of what happens. So like what happens mm-hmm. if you don't firm this up yourself and learn how to talk and sell these products? Um, yeah. Aside from missing out on really getting to know your audience and really what makes the business tick, <laughs> yeah, you're going to miss out on sustainable growth and sales, right? Yeah. And you're going to burn out at some point because you're going to be competing on price and features yes. and those types of things versus that intention that's very attractive to people and that differentiates your business. And then you're going to have maybe people We've say seen yeah. that happened so many times before, too, especially with social impact companies. It's like when they're creating their product, they're taking all those sustainable things really into consideration, their cost per um acquisition or their 